You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey. And each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Casey, are you ready, sir? You got that right, my friend. <laughs> our next stop. The Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk a couple of the top turning stories in the league. And of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games coming up in week 15 of the NFL. But before all of that good stuff, Casey, we get it started, as usual, with a tasty nug for the people. What do you got? Oh, yeah, Dave, I got more than a nug. I got a whole quarter here, bro. <laughs> Spill it not out. A quarterback, quarterbacks, man. Let me hit you up. Aaron Rodgers, dude, is not throwing an interception in 368 attempts. Last wow. time was in week four. He passes Tom Brady for the most ever. Um, congratulations, A-Rod. You need to start throwing some touchdowns, too. Speaking of Tom Brady, 582 career touchdown passes. Tommy. That's the most. He passed Peyton Manning. Unfortunately, Tom Brady lost. We're going to get into that a little bit as well. And how about my man, Baker Mayfield, shake and bake, bro. He's throwing at least one touchdown pass in each of his first ten starts. Um, the only other two to do that were Kurt Warner, Brad Johnson, both of those guys. Um, one Super Bowl. Hall of Famers. That's right. Get the anointment <laughs> oil. Put Baker in there, bro. <laughs> Casey, let's get it moving on, man. Those are some good nugs, but let's talk about the craziness this weekend. As as uh, Tom Brady threw his millionth touchdown pass, they somehow found a way to magically let a game slip between their fingers against the rival Den- uh, Dolphins, bro. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Tom Brady, a losing record down in Southie to these Dolphins, and this ending was one of the most insane I've ever seen. (laughs) If you're listening and you haven't seen this yet, you must not own a TV or you don't have a computer. I don't know what the hell you're doing, so you've seen it. But it was absolutely crazy, dude. 69-yard touchdown, the longest play from scrimmage to win a game with no time remaining in the fourth quarter since 1970. And uh, it was just electric, dude. A couple of problems, though. You had Gronk on the field for a 70-yard bomb. I don't know that Tannehill has that arm. Maybe Pat Mahomes does. I don't think Tannehill does. He turned out to be a liability there. And our guy Tom Brady, he threw all those touchdowns, but he didn't throw an incomplete before halftime, and that came back to bite the Patriots. Yeah, it did, man. They took that sack there. Patriots found a way to be very unpatriot-like to even give the Dolphins a chance for that miracle play there, dude. Almost Raider-esque, if you will. (laughs) Speaking of the Raiders, Casey, the Raiders, uh, Chucky with full command there, uh, with his uh, hand on the self-destruct button, apparently, has fired Reggie McKenzie, dude. And for my uh, money, Reggie McKenzie was hired in there to fix uh, what Al Davis was doing towards the end of his life there, trying to push those Raiders to the top uh, and unsuccessfully. And uh, McKenzie came in there with a very, very uh, difficult task of trying to get them fixed in the salary cap. Uh, he got a lot of things straightened out. Apparently, maybe not all of his picks were great, but he did have a couple of great picks. But Chucky yeah, got great rid picks, of those dude. picks. Amari Cooper was a great one. Khalil yeah. Mack was a great one. Those dude. guys aren't so- Raiders anymore, though, Casey. Chucky oh. got rid of those guys. And there are a handful of draft picks coming back for those guys, including uh, uh, 20th, uh, currently the 20th and 25th picks in next year's draft, which is n- it's going to be unbelievable pressure to hit on those guys, to get guys of the caliber of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper back uh, 
as raiders. Apparently, uh, Chucky's phone is going wild, though. People want to be raiders. That's right. Uh, he took a note out of Chip Kelly's playbook and uh, <laughs> dismantled all the talent on that team, Dave. And also, more fallout from the Minnesota at Seattle game on Monday night, don't you know? Yeah, dude. John, John Filippo, who was really an ascending uh, coordinator dude who was under Andy Reid, and he was also associated with the Rams uh, turnaround there. Uh, he was the hot candidate to become a head coach next year. Maybe his focus was not uh, on his current job, but apparently he is also taking the fall here um, as – Mike Zimmer uh, hit the eject button after a woeful offensive performance uh, against the Seahawks. You know, a good, good defense, uh, but just not enough out of their $84 million quarterback that they brought in to take them over the top. They were so close to the Super Bowl last year, and now they've taken a step backwards. And, uh, man, it looks like their offense, obviously Zimmer's a defensive guy. What do you got? Yeah, and it looks like Filippo might go back and join those um, dirty Eagles <laughs> for the rest of the season. So, um, okay, interesting. Good luck with that. Yeah, birds of a feather. Dave, some righteous bucks coming our way too, bro, next year. How about that? Yeah, salary cap once again uh, projected to, uh, you know, uh, expand all the way up to around $190 million, somewhere in, the, in that area. Currently, it's set at uh, 177.2. Another gigantic, uh, you know, chunk of change for each team to work with to try and, you know, acquire players in this offseason. Seems like everybody is benefiting from the way the current uh, CBA is working. All I can say is when it comes to 2020, please get to the table and figure this thing out and keep it going. Do not strangle the golden goose, man. This thing is cranking. Yeah, that would be Donk City. All right, Dave, I got to give you your props, (laughs) my friend. Yeah. You outplayed, outwitted, and outlasted, my friend. <laughs> That's One right. strike was not enough to take you down. Congratulations, sir. You won our three-strike survival pool. How did you do it? Dude, I took the Saints over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I had just the one strike. Saints made me squirm for uh, the first half, for sure, against the Bucks, But they got back to being themselves and took care of business. And it didn't hurt, though, uh, that... A ton of people got knocked out as the top three uh, picks that were incorrect cleaned out nearly 75% of the players as uh, Denver over San Francisco, Pittsburgh over Oakland, and Houston over Indy all fell short. um, And that knocked out five other players in our league who had Pittsburgh over Oakland and Houston over Indy. And I was the biggest Raider fan I think I've been uh, in in my entire life. I don't know. <laughs> you were loving him, Dave. This segment bores me now that I'm yes, completely dead and there's no money, but go ahead and tell the people what to do this week. Yeah, if you still got them, take Houston over the Jets. That's nearly 20, or it's a little over 28% of the people currently heading that direction if you like to stay with the people. All right, Case. Fantasy go back starts of the week. My fantasy team is awful. Somehow it made it to the playoffs as the sixth seed, but got completely smoked. There was nothing I could have possibly done. What about you and your fantasy team? Yeah, dude, down at the end, Emmanuel Sanders done for me. Melvin Gordon done. I tried to pick up some scratch. I went Zay Jones. Had I gone Kenny Stills, I would be alive to talk about the next round of the playoffs. But that's okay, Dave. In both my other leagues, I am in the playoffs, so I'm just going to take the glory there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even tell the people about my other league, Casey. Of course I advanced in my other league. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong leg. <laughs> There's people playing injured reserve people. All right. Casey, let's stop this nonsense, nonsense fantasy league crap, especially since I'm out in the real league. We are moving into some serious playoff uh, ramification football games this weekend. There's 12 teams alive in the AFC, uh, 14 teams alive in the NFC. Wow. That means only six teams have been eliminated. Hard to believe so many teams still scrapping with a couple of weeks remaining here, three weeks, uh, with an opportunity to somehow get into postseason play. And who knows what happens, Casey, when you get in. But, man, this game is loaded. This week is loaded with some solid games. Oh, yeah, dude. As my grandpa would say that Bill Parcell says you just got to get in the tournament that's right got to get in baby we're getting this thing started on thursday night your los angeles chargers at the kansas city chiefs chiefs three and a half point favorites at home yeah i'll tell you what man this this game uh is huge the chargers lost to the chiefs in week one in los angeles uh the chargers have lost to the chiefs nine times in a row so this one doesn't look good um but uh, also, Chargers likely not having Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler running the football. That would leave uh, the, the running to Detrez Newsom and Justin Jackson, uh, a couple of undrafted dudes. But Philip Rivers having an amazing season right now. Keenan Allen playing exceptionally well. Uh, the Chargers are used to playing in adverse conditions, and playing in Kansas City is one of those conditions. It's as loud as it gets uh, there. But this Chargers team is uh, playing pretty well. They've won, I believe, nine out of the last ten games, and uh, three in a row. So, um, you know, the Chargers got to try to find a way to, to possess the football, even though uh, the running game might not do it. It must be maybe some short passes and stuff. Move the chains, Chargers. And if they win this, there's a chance the Chargers can win the division and the number one seed. All that stuff's ifs, Casey. But this if uh, in Kansas City is going to be a tough ask, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and there's no question if there will be a sea of red, Dave. I'm going to go no. ahead and say yeah. that there will be no matter what color rush that the Chiefs come out with. But, boy, you got to be impressed with what they did last week, especially Pat Mahomes. I mean, obviously, oh. we know what he's doing on the air, but yeah. a couple of huge plays last week to steal a victory away from those Ravens. But that's no surprise. This is the highest-scoring offense in the league. This is the most prolific offense in the league. And Pat Mahomes, guess what? He's leading the league with 4,300 yards and 43 touchdown passes. There's not much he can't do. I'm a little worried about Tyreek Hill, that ankle was a little gimpy, so it's a short week. Um, if he can't play, that's going to be more targets for Conley, and you know it's going to be a lot more targets for Travis Kelsey. This mm-hmm. is the new hot freshness at tight end in there. Obviously, no Kareem Hunt. Spencer Ware's familiarity with the Chiefs has really helped him step right back in there and uh, be able to contribute. Obviously, not as quick as Hunt, but um, he's been a nice fit there. Too. Nobody's the as quick as Hunt. That's right. That the defense is kind of pedestrian, I would say. They don't have to do a lot. They did yeah. come up with a couple of big plays last week against the Ravens. But uh, Phillip Rivers is not Lamar Jackson, but he has struggled traditionally against his team. So yeah. um, this is a great game, dude. This is the Chargers' last gasp to get to the West. And um, if not, that's all but locks up that one seed for the Chiefs, man. This is a great way to get Week 15 started, bro. No doubt. Dude, it's going to keep going. Uh, when your Dallas Cowboys go to Indianapolis to play the Colts, the Colts at home, they're favored by two and a half. But man, your Cowboys come in hot, dude. 
Yeah, the hottest team in the NFL right now. That's five in a row. Got a huge win over the Eagles last week. Pretty much set them up. They just need one more win to clinch the East there. But this is going to be a tough place to play, dude. Um, a lot is going right for the Dallas Cowboys. What's not going right is that red zone offense still coming out of there with too mm. many field goals and not mm. enough touchdowns. And I'm really hating the play calls down there. I don't mind you passing from the four-yard line, even though you have Zeke Elliott, who might be the best back in the league. But if you are going to pass, make it look like a run. Is that so hard to do? <laughs> don't line up in five wideouts? <laughs> yeah. Let's at least make them think you're going to run. Um, and also, there's whispers that Tavon Austin might be coming back. Now, if he is, you got to look at this hmm. receiving core with Cooper, the way Gallup has progressed. And if Tavon Austin get on the field, that's going to open up a yeah. lot of stuff. Starting to get contributions from the tight end as uh, tight ends as well. Um, Dalton Schultz finally getting some significant playing time, and Blake Jarwin there too. Um, combine those two, they had uh, 10 receptions for almost 100 yards. But Dave, who's making all the waves right now, is that defense, man. They've been playing lights out, mm -hmm. and they're hopefully getting David Irving back too. So when they get the pressure on the quarterback with that front four, it just opens everything else up. And the linebacking core, we know about Sean Lee. We know about Jalen Smith. We know about Van Der Esch. If they get Sean Lee back in this mix, dude, Ooh. Be trending right. This team is playing hot five in a row, but I think there's still room for improvement. Matt, dude, this is going to be a tough, tough game against the feisty Colts team. Yeah, no doubt. And and the way the Colts played last week, they they took care of the Houston Texans, who was the hottest team. They snapped that that nine game winning streak the Texans had, and Andrew Luck did it with almost 400 yards passing and two touchdowns. T. Y. Hilton was in, insane last week with almost 200 yards on nine catches, wow. dude. Um, and this this Colts team is not uh, their their offensive line is better than before. It's been two years since we've seen Andrew Luck play at this level again. Now he's back, and it's so good to see him playing and the ball yeah. coming out of his hands like it has been. Marlon Mack running the fo football well for these guys uh, with a touchdown last week, but um, Eric Ebron also. Uh, adding to that mix offensively. And then on the defensive side, this this is like a sneaky, pretty good defense um, with some young talent there. And the way Frank Reich has got these guys coming together sort of as a team, and Frank Reich had that mojo as being part of that uh, magic that happened in Philadelphia last year. He fell into this job, um, uh, obviously, as the, the afterthought guy. But wow, what a job Frank Reich has done with this football team right now. And the Colts... Uh, really sitting uh, in a pretty good spot right now um, with an opportunity now to uh, take on a Cowboys team. Obviously, that's going to be a, a significant challenge. But at home, the Colts uh, feel like this is a big win. They're sitting there in that log jam of a lot of teams in the AFC sort of, sort of going for that last spot at 7-6. and six, They need this win, man. Yeah, speaking of teams kind of floating around there, this next game is pretty huge, dude. We got the Miami yeah. Dolphins at the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings are seven-point favorites at home. Yeah, dude, and obviously this this Dolphins team is kind of like charmed right now after that that finish, and, and they, they earned it because they really did, um, you know, they stopped Tom Brady uh, right there about down by the goal line. They didn't give up that, that field goal at the end of the first half. They were hanging around, hanging around, and then they had that magical play uh, that got them the win. They're sitting there also at seven and six uh, with a chance, and that's all they wanted. And, and right now, 
um, heading to Minnesota, a team sort of in disarray a little bit, uh, changes going on there and a lot of disappointment. This Minnesota Dolphin, uh, excuse me, this Miami Dolphins team, uh, with Ryan Tannehill coming off a pretty good football game. Um, and obviously, um, you know, they have a chance with Frank Gore running the football to really, uh, just keep, they need to kind of run the table here to get to 10 and six. But if they do so, they'll probably find themselves in the playoffs. Yeah, dude, and the Vikings, man, they're still sitting in the sixth seed in the NFC. All they got to do is win out, and they're going to make it in. But, dude, they've not been playing wow. that good of football. Obviously, right. uh, firing the offensive coordinator after the uh, the unimpressive, uninspired game on Monday night. But, dude, they've got two great running backs in Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray, and they are just not running the ball enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and that trickles down. That's making Kirk Cousins throw too many times. And Dave, when you throw the football, only three things can happen, and two of them are bad. <laughs> and there's been a lot more bad than good lately. Thielen looked like he had a little hitch in his giddy up after Monday night. These cats got knocked around by the Seahawks, but they're obviously a better team at home. You know, it's going to be loud and it's going to be purpley in there. They're going to have that big ass hornpipe, so they're going <laughs> to load that thing up, try to move those chains. Um, the winner of this game still has everything in front of them. Loser might not be dead, but, dude, they are in a world of hurt. So both teams really got to get this game, and we got to see if the Vikings can even get any points. They're seven-point favorites in this. They only scored seven points last week, so I don't know. Dang. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, up next, it is a big one for the AFC as the New England Patriots head to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Patriots on the road favored by a point and a half in this one. Yeah, dude, and it's weird. We talked about it earlier and on the six-pack as well. The Patriots doing unpatriot-like things. You know, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, as much as he does right, that, um, you know, the brain fart that he had, he thought he had a timeout there right before halftime, and it didn't, you know, he didn't, and they left points mm-hmm. on the board. Goskowski missing a field goal and extra points. So wow. it's hard to get too low on the Patriots because it's still the Patriots. They can make all those mistakes and – um they can still turn it around. When Sonny Michelle is healthy, dude, this team is a different offense there. And now um, that they got uh, what's-his-face back, the guy that's been – that came over from Cincinnati that's finally off of the IR. <laughs> oh, yeah, who is that guy from Cincinnati off the IR? <laughs> Rex Burkhardt. Rex Burkhardt, dude. I was thinking of Jeremy Hill. He's the other former Cincinnati <laughs> Bengal that was also IR. <laughs> They like Burkhead a lot. He does a lot yeah. of things. He can catch up all out of the backfield, and he's kind of one of um, Bilicek's guys. So starting to get some diversity there in the backfield. Gronk is getting healthier. Um, Josh Gordon seems like he's catching his rhythm with the Patriots too. I mean, if yeah. one person makes a play last week, we're not even talking about uh, the Patriots and any struggles. But here they are sitting at 9-4 and looking up with a two-game deficit against those Chiefs. Um, yeah. Then, oh, At the two seed. That's right. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So um, that might be one home game, and that's it. And uh, yeah. traditionally, these Steelers play well at home, but an important game yeah. for both teams, man. And uh, it's it's tough to really love either of the two teams the way they're playing now, but someone's got to win this thing. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. The Steelers uh, obviously coming off a handful of disappointing losses, uh, including sliding into second base last week and uh, not being able to kick a field goal against the Raiders. Um, but, uh, you know, when you look, if you're trying to look at the, and obviously no James Conner, 
Um, and he's been a, a, an absolute, you know, stalwart for this team all year long. And he's been out, obviously, since the Chargers loss um, a couple weeks back. But uh, uh, when you start to look at from the positive side for the Steelers squad, first of all, they're the four seed right now. Um, and that's not bad at all. And then you look at um, Ben Roethlisberger. He got banged up, got a rib or whatever last week, and he was out for a little while for the x-rays. But as it, when you look back at the stats, he was 25 of 29 for two touchdowns, 130 quarterback rating last week. If he, if he hadn't been knocked out, uh, you have to assume that they would have handled business there. James Conner's got a chance to come back, but if he doesn't, then uh, the rookie running back, uh, Jalen Samuels, uh, had 92 yards last week, uh, and he looks like he's playing well. They've got Ridley in the backfield there as well to help him out. But And then at, at wide receiver, I mean, my gosh, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith, that is a... Uh, dynamic duo right there at receiver, and they've got a couple of tight ends that can get you too. On the other side, the Steelers' uh, defense is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a strong group. It's a solid group. It's not uh, dynamic, but uh, they can at-home rally uh, and uh, ultimately uh, get a couple of stops against New England along the way here, and this is a huge game for these Steelers, man. They cannot continue to drop like that. There's a chance uh, if they drop this one, uh, I believe they, they they play a Saints still. Um, they have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they need to win this game. They need to find a way to win this game. Yeah, dude, Steelers host New England at New Orleans, then host the Bengals. So nothing easy about mm. that, man. We saw how no, and the, the Bengals, Bengals would were. like nothing more than to knock them out if that's the chance. If that's the chance the Bengals get in Week 17, that, that'd be nice. The Bengal fan is like, no, that's going to save Mar Lewis's job. <laughs> Just lose that game, <laughs> clear out, baby. Yeah, Just the the contract. If Marlon Lewis, if Marvin Lewis is under contract, that'll save his job. They never fire a guy under contract. <laughs> <Got him. laughs> All right, Dave. Up next, we got Sunday Night Football. This is a nice one too. Got the Philadelphia Eagles at our Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams are nine point favorites at home. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, this Eagles team coming off of a disappointing loss uh, to your Dallas Cowboys in overtime with a deflection that could have uh, gotten, you know, kept the game going there late, but that's the way it went, and they lost that game. Um, But this team hasn't, you know, I heard it's basically just almost a year exactly since Carson Wentz blew his ACL. And that's kind of amazing when you think about it right now, that he's played most of this season Within a year, you know, until basically this will be the first game um, uh, more than a year. And it used to be a year and a half now. So um, this team needs to get somehow squirm their way into the playoffs here. If they can, who knows? They might peak at the right time. Obviously, a ton of injuries for the squad. Josh Adams, the running back out of Notre Dame, the undrafted dude, has emerged as a pretty decent back. And Darren Sproles actually sort of looked youthful yeah. last year, even though I know it's his last season and everything. But Dallas Goddard also at tight end had a, had a really impressive game against your strong Cowboys defense last week. So there's a lot of positives uh, for this Philadelphia team. What's not positive is going across the United States and going to Los Angeles to play a Rams team coming off of a loss, that is going to be a tough situation, man. Yeah, and you mentioned that Rams loss. That's kind of the first time. We've seen them just get their their butts kicked, man. Bear fam, yep. I know my boy Jimmy O'Darsh is ecstatic about that one, the way that Bears <laughs> defense absolutely stymied this Rams game. And like I said, that's the first clunker we've seen out of those guys. But it's actually a couple of bad games for Jared Goff now, back-to-back. He really struggled against <laughs> the Lions, and he definitely struggled against the Bears. 
last week. Um, missing Cooper Cup, I think, more than they thought they would. I know Robert Woods and Cooks oh, yeah. are picking up the slack, but this guy was a legitimate weapon underneath, mm-hmm. and that was kind of yeah. Goff's go-to guy. So they haven't figured out how to replace him, and I don't know that you can. Todd Gurley didn't get anything going against the Bears last week, too. I think he had like 30 yards or something. So um, he's really wow. ready to get back on uh, – their winning ways and where he's dominating fantasy and reality with 100 yards and three touchdowns. Good news is for these Rams, that Eagles secondary is banged up. Dak almost threw for 500 yeah. yards against them, so I'm assuming they're going to air it out a lot against these guys too. And the, the defense on the Rams, it's it's solid up front. Aaron Donald, maybe the best uh, tackle in, in the game. He's got six, 16 and a half sacks. But overall, that defense isn't as good as we thought they were going to be, giving up over Mm-mm. 24 points a game. And uh, they're not – I don't know if people are figuring Wade Phillips out, but um, they're going to have to figure a way to tighten that thing up. Maybe I don't know who you look to the yeah. leaders on that defense are. We know some of those cats are definitely not, you know, but they got to find someone there that's kind of got to right that ship. But still lots to play for for these Rams. They're sitting at the two seed, too, and – they're going to have to be in every game to try to uh, ride this thing out and finish with three strong wins and hope that the Saints drop one somewhere. So everything's still out there for the Rams. Um, yeah. Just handling these Eagles, knocking the Super Bowl champs out, looking them dead uh, would be sweet revenge for for these Rams. So uh, this is an important game, man, and it's going to be rocking at the Coliseum for sure. No doubt about it, dude. And and I think you're right about that Rams defense. Just doesn't seem to be as good as the parts that that are the that just doesn't seem to come together as a unit. Uh, And that's surprising under Wade Phillips with all the success he's had. Too many guys. Uh, But that too many guys. Too many. Maybe so. I mean, maybe so. Um, But that is going to be a heck of a game. And uh, all those games we covered, and a handful more this week. Are phenomenal games and Saturday football. Oh, Casey, although it's not, the, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the best football. Not, not as good as next Saturday. We'll we'll get into well, that hey, next we show. Got but Matt Saker going up against Sam Darnold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, and having Saturday football, yeah. doesn't matter who's playing, Dave. <laughs> That's it's a good NFL day. And it's with the football game on. <laughs> All right, man. That is going to do it. And in the week 15 of the NFL schedule, it is going to be good. So many ways to check out the Football Radio Show. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Of course, it's all there for you at footballradioshow.com. We are the Football Dudes. He's Casey. I'm Dave. Enjoy the NFL action, folks. We'll see you next time we're out of here. Thank you.